0: Hi, this is Dr. Adrian. Welcome to Health Bite, the podcast where we explore all things health and wellness. Hi there, Health Bite podcasters. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Udeem, and I am back for another installment of our Hungry for More series. As I have mentioned, we have taken a shift in the podcast this season to explore and deepen our understanding of the physiologic, emotional, and spiritual aspects of our hunger. As always, I hope to provide you with education and in doing so, small actionable health bites towards your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Let's dig in. Hi there and welcome back to Health Bite. My podcast committed to providing you small bites towards better physical, mental, and emotional well-being. I'm your host Dr. Adrian Edeem and I am so happy to be with you here today. As many of you have heard, we have taken a shift in our podcast this season in order to explore our emotional and spiritual hungers a little bit more deeply. It has been about two months since the launch of my book, Hungry For More, and I have been so grateful for the response, the emails, the letters, the messages, people who have reached out to share how this book has changed their relationship with food, their relationship with their bodies, and most importantly, their relationship with themselves. As I have always said, and as I have always seen in my personal practice, as well as in my professional practice, looking into and delving in our relationship with food offers it an opportunity to explore our relationship with ourselves much more broadly, and in doing so can have a transformative effect on our overall lives. So today I wanted to dig into a chapter that I think has resonated most with the readers, and that is hunger for perfection. There is a reason why I made this chapter the first one in the book, because in a way it seems that hunger for perfection underlies so many of the other hungers that we experience and is an important reason why we sabotage ourselves and ultimately undermine ourselves. It's kind of ironic that seeking perfection can undermine us, right? Because seeking perfection suggests striving, working your hard, keeping your eye on the prize, achieving, right? But in fact, perfectionism is a saboteur. It is a trait that can ultimately undermine us and interfere with our success. So let's talk about perfectionism a little bit more detail. It is a trait in which people's self-worth or someone's self-worth is dependent upon achieving an unrealistic standard or goal. So by definition, when we are seeking perfection, we are seeking a goal that is unrealistic, a goal that is unattainable, no matter how hard we try. And because of that, this goal and this goalpost keeps moving out of our reach. For a perfectionist who is reaching for that standard, this is perceived as a failure. Leading the perfectionist to really never be satisfied, never be happy with the effort, never be happy with the result. And because of this, the perfectionist is always engaging in self-criticism, self-judgment, and in a belief of unworthiness, or like I say in the book, not enoughness. Perfectionists often masquerade or appear as high achievers, which in and of itself is not a problem, right? It's not a problem to want to achieve high standards or to set big audacious goals for yourself. The difference is that the perfectionist will set goals, again, that are unachievable, because again, by definition, they are perfect. And when they cannot be achieved, they are then self-critical, and in doing so, undermine their self-worth. What's worse is that when they do achieve success, they cannot see their successes. So maybe this resonates with some of you who are perfectionists or have some perfectionist tendencies. People who are perfectionists tend to not see their own successes. They are unable to validate their own successes and are often also unable to see the validation that others offer them. This may manifest as deflecting compliments and praise. So in a way, they are unable to get what they are seeking, validation for themselves and validation from others. And here's the kicker. In spite of the desire to achieve great success, perfectionists, again, ironically, will sabotage their own success. In striving for perfect, perfectionists are unable to achieve anything short of an ideal. And again, as I mentioned before, this results in viewing that attempt as a failure. You can see how over time, this kind of mindset and worldview would be defeating, demoralizing, and ultimately an impediment to change and to personal growth. How often do you have to, quote, fail before you ultimately give up in your attempt? This can play out in another way as well, and that is in a fear of failure. So for perfectionists. The fear of failure sometimes can be so strong that they will opt out of the attempt altogether or maybe play small or somehow get in their own way rather than taking the chance and risking failure. More commonly, a perfectionist will just simply burn out because ultimately perfectionism can only be chased so far before it is met with self-criticism, anxiety, depression, addiction, and disordered eating. So as I explained to Sophie in Hungry for Perfection, when it comes to weight-related beliefs, people who engage in perfectionism, and as a result, also negative thoughts about themselves, kind of create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Ironically, those people who have negative beliefs about their bodies and really seek change or want to change are less likely to engage in the healthy practices that can ultimately affect change and allow for them to have a healthy lifestyle and therefore a healthy weight. In fact, studies show that people who have negative beliefs about themselves and their bodies are less likely to choose healthy food, they're less likely to participate in exercise and physical activity, and they are less likely as a result, again, to make the changes that they seek. So again, I want to kind of review. Goal setting and goal getting is absolutely not a problem. It is the ideal of seeking perfection that is the saboteur. Because perfection is an unattainable goal, because as humans, we are by definition imperfect, we are setting ourselves up for failure when we are seeking perfection. There is, however, an antidote to perfection, and that is self-compassion. In fact, self-compassion can address both perfectionism as well as weight-related concerns. So as I mentioned in the book, Sophie's desire is for perfection, but her true hunger is for self-compassion. A self-compassion practice can diminish the negative effects of perfectionism on well-being. And this has actually also been validated in scientific studies and research. If we can hold ourselves with kindness in that moment, that very moment when something has gone wrong or gone in a way that we did not anticipate, in a way that we did not expect or wish had occurred differently. If we can be kind to ourselves and hold ourselves in compassion in that very moment with acceptance, kindness, absence of judgment, we can buffer those negative effects of perfectionism. We can kind of round out the hurt or the disappointment that we may feel when we don't achieve something that we intend to. And with time in doing this over and over again, we can actually unravel our own tendency to seek perfection. In fact, people with perfectionist tendencies who engage in a self-compassion practice do report greater subjective well-being over time, as well as are able to see a a reduction, a change in that tendency to seek perfection. Not surprisingly, studies also show that mindful self-compassion can support healthy eating behaviors, behavior change, and can help regulate weight. So a very common example that I think I've mentioned before on this podcast, because it is so very common, you decide to, quote, turn over a new leaf, change your eating habits, perhaps meal prep, take your lunches to work. You decide to start exercising. And after a week of really intentional work, you hop on the scale with an expectation of achieving some significant weight loss. But then find that the number on the scale doesn't meet your standards. Perhaps you have lost weight, but you haven't achieved the expectation that you'd set for yourself. What often happens in that moment is not self-compassion. We don't hold ourselves with kindness in that moment that we realize we have not achieved what we set out to achieve. But on the other hand, we do the opposite. We engage in negative self-talk, in self-criticism, in self-judgment. And invariably, we undermine ourselves because we talk ourselves out of continuing with the work. What's the point, right? We only lost two pounds, not four. And that is the way in which perfectionism will undermine us, as opposed to acknowledging that we can't always attain perfect standards However, if we persist in the effort, then ultimately we can evolve, we can grow, and we can evoke change. Perfectionists or not, many of us have perfectionist tendencies. We judge, we blame, we say things to ourselves that we would never say to others when we find ourselves, quote, falling short. So let's make a collective commitment. Let's make a commitment to embrace our imperfections knowing that imperfection is not only universal, but it's what makes us human. So I want you to consider this strategy. There's a practice that I have been taught and have modified into a writing practice because, as I have also shared, I think writing is a very transformative tool to change. And it's a writing practice that I like to call the three things. So every morning or every evening, I want you to get out your pretty journal. And I've also talked about how I love pretty journals and I like writing in colors that make me happy. So I personally write in the color purple. So if you don't have a pretty journal, I recommend that you get one. You can get one at the drugstore. You can get one off of Amazon and then find a color that you like, light blue, pink, purple, something that makes you feel good. Okay, back to the writing activity. So every morning or every evening, take a moment to write down these three things. The first is three prouds or three wins. Write down three things that went right that day that you were proud of. You know, acknowledging our wins will reinforce them and make us more likely to engage in them again and again. It's kind of like reinforcing the positive behavior of a child or even reinforcing the positive behavior of your pup by stroking her tummy, you can elicit more positive behaviors out of yourself when you acknowledge them. So number one, again, is three prouds. Write down three things that you're proud of. Number two is three forgives. Write down three things that have gone wrong. Three things that you wish had gone another way. Write them down. Forgive yourself for them and let them go. Again, this is an evidence-based practice because when we brood in our imperfections, when we brood and ruminate over the things that we have done wrong, then we're defeated and we're much less likely to get up, hold ourselves up and try again. So number two is three forgives. Write it down, forgive yourself, and let it go. And the last is three commits. Write down three things that you commit to. Three things that you will commit to doing with diligence, with certainty, and with determination. The beauty of this practice is you get to do it again the next day and the next day. So don't feel like this is a one-time effort or endeavor. Like all good things in life, this is a practice and it is a journey. So I hope that this three things will help you in your journey towards seeking your own humanity and not perfectionism. Thanks for joining me today. If you've loved this episode, please subscribe to Health Bite. And if you think that someone needs to hear this message, please share it with a friend. I hope that it has served you and I look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, feel free to join me on Instagram at Dr. Adrian Udim, where you can see my daily health tips, inspo and musings. You can also join our newsletter at dradrianudim.com. There you will find blog posts, Related to health, wellness, and well-being, you can also find other resources that help support you in this journey. Have a great week, and I will see you again next time. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and are inspired to take a small bite towards your own health and wellness. If you love what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or anywhere else you podcast and share us. If you're looking for more inspo, you can find lots of content and sign up for my newsletter at dellnutrition.com. There, you can learn more about me and my curated line of supplements and functional protein bars. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. This episode of Health Bite is sponsored by Dell Nutrition, a line of functional nutrition bars and supplements I have personally curated to enhance health and well-being. My inspiration for this product line has been working with hundreds of patients over the past decade, empowering them to better health. You can find out more at dellnutrition.com.